0: Telly, Aguero! I swear you'll never see anything like this ever again. Lewandowski goes through again. He just can't do it. You just cannot be that good. That is an amazing goal.
1: I think he scored a goal every time he's had a shot. Hello and welcome to the 50 Plus One Football Podcast, your home for all things Premier League and Bundesliga. With me, as always, is a man who, to me, is like red cards are to Sergio Ramos, Lewis.
0: On the agenda today, we have our picks for the team of the season for the Premier League. Hopefully, we will have a little bit more discrepancy than with our team of the season for the Bundesliga, which, as you said, you thought you would have to fight me a lot more on.
1: I really do think I'd have to Um, battle for that one. (laughs)
0: <laughs> we've got the top four battle for you at the end of the Premier League season, as well as the relegation battle, and then a couple of mid-table snafus, if you will. And then the latest from the transfers, which, sad to say, we haven't had the amount of action that we thought we would in the last week. But still some news to go. Let's get right into the team of the season. Goalkeeper, who you got?
1: See so we spoke about this very briefly before but I've gone with Nick Pope the Burnley goalkeeper and my reason See for, picking see for me
0: is, it was a toss up okay sorry no who who reasoning. did you go for
1: and then I'll and then I'll fight for it
0: okay see for me it was a toss up between Ederson and Nick Pope just because Ederson had the I mean yes he got the golden glove and that doesn't mean you know that doesn't necessarily mean much but he did get 16 clean sheets and he beat Nick Pope in that statistic outright
1: yeah but the reason i've put down for picking nick pope over edison who was my actually my third choice dean henderson came second for me
0: but okay that's because you've got a united fan bias but go on
1: (laughs) shut up okay but i put edison he didn't he hasn't really won city any points yeah he's kept clean sheets but they were clean sheets he should have kept anyway if you get what i mean like nick pope's Rescued points and sometimes even wins for but for Burnley.
0: Okay, I'll give it to you, just because he's also a goalkeeper who is, you know, showing that even though he is playing at a club who are relatively mid-table and not necessarily in for making European football, he still manages to perform above and beyond. I guess that I'll I'll concede I'll concede Edison for a Nick Pope. I I think that's a good. Um, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that one.
1: I'll take that.
0: 1-0. Oh, okay. We're keeping score. Um, <laughs> so
1: currently on Chelsea's radar, if you believe what the papers say.
0: Well, I mean, I think any goalkeeper who's performed this season is going to be on Chelsea's radar after. And we're going to give you a quick statistic bash over here. Kepa has only managed to stop 54.5% of the shots he's faced and that's an all time low in Premier League history for any goalkeeper who's been active in more than 10 matches.
1: That's crazy for 75 mil. But let's move on oh, to right
0: back. T- okay, well, we'll, we'll get to we'll, We can go and have a dig at Kepa. Uh, Kepa. Yeah, we can have a dig at Keppa later. We later. Can talk to Kepa later um,
1: but I think we probably have the same right back.
0: Yep. Aaron Wanbisaka.
1: You put Aaron Wambasaka. Yeah. I put Trent Alexander-Arnold. Oh.
0: What? I mean, he's got okay, well, 13
1: here... assists and 12 clean sheets.
0: I can see why you would pick Trent Alexander-Arnold, but hear me out for Aaron wan yeah? I'm he more than
1: is... willing to concede this.
0: He is. He is the only... Ray of hope in that, in that Manchester United back line.
1: Uh,
0: the only... I'm going here. Hear me out. Hear me out. He's the only one who puts in consistent performances. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> Here's... My reasoning being, he has, for the second season in a row, recorded the most tackles in a season, as well as had the highest average with 3.7 tackles per game. 3.7, t- I mean, as a defender, if you've got the highest average of tackles, that should surely put you in contention for team of the season, if not give you your position in team of the season outright.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I mean, he's the best one-on-one defender, I'm going to say, in the league. I, re- I, I really thought you were going to put Trent. I really did.
0: Trent Alexander-Arnold, I think, has been a, or is a phenomenal right back. But the reason he's so hyped by everyone is also because his attacking play is just from another dimension.
1: And that's one area that Aaron Wan-Bissaka lacks. But if we're Definitely. talking fullbacks from a defensive standpoint...
0: Which, at the end of the day, that's their main job.
1: Okay, I'm, I'm willing to concede. We'll have Aaron but Wan-Bissaka... We're...
0: This is going to be a. That is a very contentious pick. So, in any comment section of your choosing, whether it be Twitter, or Instagram, you can have a dig at me for going to say, if picking Aaron Wembosaka.
1: Please dig him out and remember, <laughs> why I picked Trent.
0: The non-United fan picks Aaron Wembosaka over Trent Alexander-Arnold, and the United fan picks Trent Alexander-Arnold over Aaron Wembosaka. That is that is headlines. That is just—it's unreal. No. Okay, second. Okay, for the center backs, I think we're going to be pretty much on the money, both of us. By the way, one one for okay, uh, so anyone who's keeping score.
1: One center back, Virgil Van Dyke.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry, that yeah. wasn't. That's not even a question.
1: Yeah, the only note I put underneath that was picks himself.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, pretty and much.
1: My my other center back was Leicester City's Caglar aren't you?
0: bang on the money. That was also mine.
1: Love it. 90% pass completion from a centre Yeah, back. I think
0: he's, and he's, he's been rock solid and he's one of the main reasons that Leicester are playing European football next season. Even if it is only Europa League, they still had a, had quite an incredible season and he is definitely a main contributor to that.
1: Yeah, you forget he's missed a couple games after being sent off against Bournemouth as well. So, he probably would have helped them maybe yeah, exactly. against Spurs, but you He's one of those things you he's can't consi- really say. But other than that, consistently throughout the season, he's been one of the best centre-backs in the league.
0: That's, yeah, that was, one, that was my main point was also consistency. It was not just one or two good performances. It was consistently playing at a very high level, which is also why he's garnered attention from some of the European heavyweights for a possible transfer, although I'm pretty sure Leicester won't try and Sell him, especially when they've got European football next season.
1: But and moving on, it'll be a lot. Yeah, left yeah, back true. position.
0: I think we won't fight each other on this one either. Uh, I went I with think, uh, Andrew Robertson.
1: Oh, you're not going to like me. I put Ender Stevens from Sheffield United.
0: No, 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 no,
1: no, hear no, 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 are one of the pundits three favourites to go down. And I can't fit any other Sheffield United player in anywhere else. <laughs> and if you can tell me honestly what Andy Robertson's done this season, because he's not been better than Trent.
0: Yeah but then, then just
1: you know end of, you know <sighs> Chris well, the way Chris Wilder uses his full backs as well.
0: But here's the thing, Trent Trent Alley, I mean, not uh, Robertson, he's still got 12 assists to his name. He's got a 57% tackle success rate. 57%, if I didn't say that. Um, It's... I feel his statistics still put him in there. I mean, yes, he's only scored two goals, but he's a fullback. And we'll give him that.
1: I don't know. It would would be unfair, I mean... Okay, yeah. Okay, I'll let you have Andy Robertson. Okay, I'll, I'll, let, I'll give my reasoning for letting you have Andy Robertson for when he had a go at the lino at the Burnley game. Surely <laughs> for that, nothing else in the season. Just asking the lino. What's the point in having you there if you can't see it?
0: I love that. That's the type of sh- that's the type of uh, shithousery we need.
1: Exactly. People need to start digging. Deem- officials out more they might butt their ideas up Ah, <laughs> uh, midfield i think we might have two i think we're gonna have some the same but we might have a bit of an issue with one well,
0: especially well, if you've well... put a
1: certain, well, certain i said i said i wasn't
0: i wasn't set up till now i still not completely set on my on my midfield
1: okay well do you want to hear one... my what okay, we,
0: let's, just, let's get one midfielder out of the way who I think we both are going to have down, and that's Kevin De Bruyne.
1: Yeah, 13 goals, and then he equaled the assist record as well with 20. So I think, he's, and I think he was the first one I wrote down.
0: Exactly. I think that, and also I think, you know, from a playing standpoint, Manchester, Manchester City without Kevin De Bruyne versus one with two very different sides.
1: Yeah, I mean, he. he it's weird because you can count on one hand the amount of players in the world that can do what he can do.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: So I think he's an automatic pick for any team of the season.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: My other two, I don't know. Okay, so the way I set this out was a 4-3-3 with a holding midfielder and two.
0: Same, same.
1: Okay. So my holding midfielder I've gone with Wilfred Ndidi from Leicester. Ooh hello top 2 ranked for tackles and interceptions this season. So behind he was one behind Wambasaka for tackles and I think two behind Diego Rico from Bournemouth for interceptions and Diego Rico's a fullback.
0: Okay, I'll concede that one. I'll concede, I'll concede one of the three midfield places for Ndidi because I don't think any of, the other, any of my forwards, and I do say this with or in full knowledge of the amount of hate I could get for it, but I did have Henderson as a possibility. He was one of four picks who I had for, midfield, for the midfield places for three positions. So, hence, I was still a little bit undecided. But I'll, give, I'll, I'll take Ndidi for the center defensive mid. That makes... Just, just, the t- just that statistic is already enough.
1: Oh, uh, can you make me a happy man? <laughs> now, the okay, other one... Okay, so we've, got, you we've
0: might... got Ndidi, Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah. Our last center mid.
1: Who have you put?
0: Well, here's the thing. It was a toss-up between, for me, Jack Grealish and Bruno Fernandes.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I put Bruno Fernandes.
0: Hear me and, out why. Okay, go on, go and
1: on. N- not because I support United, but because since he joined in January, he's been an absolute revelation. He's completely changed the way that team has played. H- and H- you've
0: ju- But you've just stated why I think it's hard to put him in the team of the season. He only arrived in January. Yeah, but he's got eight goals up. and
1: seven assists in 14 games. How many has Jack Grealish got?
0: Fine.
1: I can tell you it's not going to be eight and seven.
0: Fine. I'll give you Bruno Fernandez, but I was just saying, but my reasoning for Jack Grealish would have been that he has just been a talisman in that Aston Villa team. I know they don't, or they haven't been a team who were touted to make... You know, even anywhere close to Europa League, there were a team that many people were saying, you know, they might even go down after one season. Um, He, I still feel he was a cut above the rest in that Aston Villa team. And he was one of the main factors for them just barely staying up.
1: I mean, it's not difficult to be a cut above the rest of that Villa team.
0: Yeah okay but there's you know if you want to believe the rumors that united apparently are don't or took him. a look yeah okay but they don't want him anymore because villa made the little bit of a ridiculous price tag for him of 80 million pounds
1: which he, which he just isn't worth if he was anything in english he's a 35 million pound player max
0: from i could a, from see you, a side i could very really good oh yeah okay but still, you know, from sides that have gotten relegated, you know, other teams have paid thirty-five mil. Just saying, and they've turned out to be worldies.
1: Are you are you making reference to Pavard by any chance?
0: Whatever would you think? Whatever would make you think of? Think that whatever I'm doing What I mean. Yeah. Okay. Maybe.
1: <laughs>
0: right. Okay, yeah. so our midfield three.
1: Midfield three of Wilfred Ndidi, Kevin De Bruyne and Bruno Fernandes.
0: I'm happy with that.
1: Who have you got at left wing, my man?
0: Sadio Mane.
1: Yeah, I put Mane down. 17 goals and six of those were game-winning goals.
0: Yeah. And I mean, he's, he's been an elemental piece of that Liverpool team for years now. And, you know, especially this season, again, just performing as part of that feared front three. He
1: keeps outperforming himself.
0: Exactly. Right wing.
1: (laughs) Oh, God. I put Mason Greenwood.
0: Oh, no. (laughs) Okay, here's the thing. I've got Sterling, and you cannot possibly tell me that Mason Greenwood is going to beat Sterling for Team of the Season.
1: Okay, I I genuinely thought you might put Mo Salah, and I had a pretty mm. I had a pretty solid argument against that, but it's difficult to.
0: Mo Salah would have been with. Mo Salah. Could I was about to say Mo Salah would have been. I would have I would have given you the argument making Greenwood versus Mo Salah because Mo Salah's best season arguably was the last one he had, so 2018 2019. Yeah, uh, where people were touting him for you know making Ballon d'Or top three and. Um, and people are like, oh yeah, he's 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 as good as Messi. Which I'm sorry, Messi does that see every season what he had, and everyone's like, oh my god, he's had an unreal season. And everyone's like, well, that would have been Messi's normal season. So no, um, but I I think there's hardly an argument you can make against Raheem Sterling. He is just a top world class winger.
1: Yeah, I can't really argue but i'll be honest i was looking at that position through united goggles i was about to
0: say uh, (laughs) just just a tad just i
1: mean come on the kid's 18 for christ's sake he will be probably in a few years
0: in a few years we might be putting him as the i was about to say in a few years we might putting this season exactly striker i think we might be on the same page here as well jamie vardy yeah,
1: yeah. I think boot you winner.
0: can't, I was about to say, you can't, you can't not put the golden boot winner up there for striker, it'd just be a crime.
1: I mean, 33 years of age, he's, like, he's aged like a fine wine, that man.
0: Yeah, actually, yeah. It, it, it's crazy to think that he didn't make his Premier League debut until his late 20s.
1: Well, you know, from, from non-league football to golden boot, people talk about it all the time, from non-league to the Premier League, from non-league yeah. to Premier League winner but it is ridiculous because not many players do it.
0: He's really had a meteoric rise.
1: Begs to think, what if Arsenal had bought him the season after they won the league? Ooh. You know, if they had had, instead of buying Lacazette, bought Vardy, and you've got two 20-goal-a-season strikers up front.
0: It would also beg the question of ha- what would have happened to Jamie Vardy's career. True. Because, you know... That's a, it would have, That would have been a big money move. And I'm, I'm not sure if it would have kept him in the England team for longer because, at the end of the day, he was the one to make the decision to retire. But
1: yeah, he would say he retired to let younger players have a chance. Which, to be fair, is quite. That's big of him. Quite good of him. I know a lot of people at the time slagged him off, like, "Oh, it shouldn't be your choice not to play football." It's like, well, come on. Yeah, it is. <laughs> okay, have you have you I'll, picked a coach? Because I've got coach, goal, and player of the season written down here.
0: Manager of the season. And for me, again, this is always going to be a tough one. I know you're going to tout... God, I'm blanking on the name.
1: Chris Wilder from Sheffield United. That's the one.
0: There we go. I I knew it was a Sheffield United. Yeah, Chris Wilder. I know you're going to tout Chris Wilder. But I just don't think you can that that one will outweigh what Jurgen Klopp has done with that team, with the Liverpool team.
1: Yeah, but we already knew that team was good. Last season, they, they lost the league by a point and won the Champions League. It's not like this season Jurgen but Klopp... It's the- has, you know, yeah, City have been poorer. Everyone else has been worse. And City haven't had that little bit of edge they had Liverpool stepped Yeah, up. but he's but, I
0: think- but he's but here's the thing. Everyone says it's all yeah. It's re- it's you know it's quite easy to win when everyone else is bad. At the end of the day, you still have to be the ones to perform, and you still have to be the ones to you know run away with the Premier League like Liverpool have. And also, it's their first title in 30 years. It's the first Premier League title as the Premier League has been um, played out since 1992. Liverpool have only ever won the first English division. They've never won the actual Premier League.
1: Yeah, but my point is they won the Champions League last year. And we already knew how good that team was. And we knew if they could just find that little bit extra, they would win the league. I'm, I'm surprised they didn't win it last year, to be honest.
0: Yeah, but that's just because but, Manchester City were just that good.
1: For Chris Wilder to come from where he has done with a team that everyone was backing to go. I mean, I said they'd go down to you know, my mate's girlfriend from Sheffield and I said to her <laughs> I mean it'll be fun for a season, but they'll go straight back down. And I'm still know, gonna
0: stay I'm I'm staying solid on, on Jurgen Klub for manager of the season.
1: I, I can't not if <sighs> Chris Walden needs some recognition.
0: What I'm willing to give I mean, him full recognition, but manager of the season in a season where Liverpool won, the first, won their first league title in the fashion they did. I just find it hard to put anyone else at manager of the season.
1: I can't concede it. I really, We could sit here and argue all day about
0: that. I, I was going to say, I think, I think we're going to have to agree to disagree on that one. So we've got a toss-up for manager of the season, Chris Wilder or Jurgen Klopp, who do you think should get that title? I'm still staying from on Jurgen Klopp. Debate it in the comments. Have a dig at any one of us two or both.
1: Is it, is it because you're German? <laughs> is that the real reason?
0: No, it's because, like oh, I, I said, they won the they won the league like no one has. It's, yeah.
1: I yeah, but they, I'm they not haven't bet- won it I'm like no bet- one has because City got 100 points. Liverpool did. But
0: to win it that much earlier.
1: I don't know. I'm not conceding Chris Wilder.
0: I think. Like I said, we're going to have to agree too, to disagree. I he's
1: done too good a job. I mean, okay, the, the goal of the season. Uh we'll, we'll, goal of the season. Burnley, where he runs from just outside his own penalty area through about five wow. Burnley players why what have you Have you put de bruyne against newcastle
0: <laughs> i was going to put i was about to say i was going to put a screamer on there i mean that like, was know, a just...
1: screamer he ran from practically his own penalty box
0: yeah but when i talk about a screamer i'm just talking you know 25 to 30 yards out just nailing it into the top corner but i uh, fine i'll concede i'll concede Heum- because I think I think the goals were basically like the goal of the season always does end up being you know that screamer and you know the recognition of a you know a almost eighty yard run should be higher. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I know what you mean, but I mean the skill from Son to dribble through as many players as he did. No, no, that's what
0: I'm saying. I'm in agreement with you.
1: Oh, okay, and I think you can probably agree with Player of the Season. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne.
0: I think anyone to not say Kevin De Bruyne is on drugs. When,
1: <laughs> when Jordan Henderson inevitably wins PFA Player of the Year,
0: I'm sorry, that's the stupidest thing ever. How he I'm won? So, I'm
1: how he won the Football Writers?
0: Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm at a loss for the for how he managed to get the LMA Player this season. It, Mm.
1: It's because if we've shown anything, Lewis, it's people that write and talk about football don't know anything about football. (laughs) That's become abundantly clear to me. I think the might be a bit different though because it's voted for by players. players.
0: But then again, so many players will be like, oh, Liverpool winning the title this year, then might as well just give it to them. I think it's just, I mean, Pep Guardiola kind of has a point when he said in the in the aftermath of the LMA uh, player of the season award coming out, he was like, you know, at the end of the day, it's because he plays for Liverpool. And, you know, even when we won the league last year, Liverpool still managed to get the internet. I mean, the individual awards.
1: Yeah, that's ridiculous.
0: Which, you know, it's, it almost goes to the, you know, the the FIFA team of the season or the UEFA team of the season always going to Barca or Real Madrid, even though both teams in uh, you know, in the last two seasons, I mean, of course, Real Madrid win, did win the Champions League, but save for the Champions League, those that Real Madrid team did not play well.
1: Is that like FIFA conveniently can no not FIFA France football now isn't it canceling yep. the uh, Ballon d'Or because Messi and Ronaldo weren't going to
0: win it? Oh, exactly. It just, that just does my head in. I mean, I'm not even I'm not even surprised that uh, the. Or Bayern's chief exec, Kai Heinz Rummenigge, said that he was going to uh, make a call to Infantino to get FIFA to pressure France football to give FIFA the Ballon d'Or for this year. I was going to say, they can, they still
1: have got, they've still got the FIFA Pro, which isn't really the same, but
0: it's not the same. Still some recognition, it's not a, gol- it probably it's not a golden ball. It, it would still give the recognition, but everyone would know that, you know. If if Lewandowski then does win, you know the best player award of the FIFA Best Awards, then everyone's going to know he was robbed of a Ballon d'Or outright. You know, at this point, because which which and I don't know if that's going to be more infuriating or more, you know, or at least you know provides some peace of mind. But I think that Ballon d'Or is just it just is a cut above the FIFA Best Awards, and you know, no player is going to be happy with winning the Best Awards when they know they most likely would have won the. Ballon d'Or as well
1: well we'll have to wait and see so just to recap our team of the season Nick Pope in goal yep. Aaron Wan-Bissaka Virgil van Dijk Kagler Sionchu and Andy Robertson Wilfred Ndidi Kevin De Bruyne Bruno Fernandes Sadio Mane Raheem Sterling and Jamie Vardy
0: I, th- I think that's a solid team a solid solid team,
1: team. okay Want to talk last Moving on,
0: I was about to say, let's just start with the meaty stuff—the top four battle. Chelsea beating Wolves, not really a surprise when you think about it. And I'll go back to what I said on record last week: was that I was uh, putting, I was betting on Chelsea winning and United winning, and for United to make third, Chelsea fourth, and Leicester fifth, which. I'm not going to gloat about it too much, but was exactly what happened.
1: Someone get him a crystal ball. <laughs> I think the Chelsea game was pretty comfortable for them. I think after yeah. Mason Mount scored that ridiculous free kick and screamer really scored. When they were can can we just
0: appreciate fight. can we just appreciate that there's a video of Mason Mount when he was yeah. like ten years old? When and he's doing the Exactly. And he's doing the exact same thing and he's got his voice like
1: okay. <laughs> he's gonna put it top binners, which I I believe is his actual words. I'm gonna start using that. Top binners.
0: And he's, uh, hit it on the valve
1: <laughs> and it's going top binners. It's <laughs> almost like he sat at the other end of that microphone.
0: Oh exactly. You know, I'm sorry Mason Mount for the uh, extremely poor impersonation, but you know, props to you for having seen ten years earlier the exact same free kick that you're going to knock in to save your club from getting Europa League and making it to the Champions League. Props to Mason Mount.
1: Again, another reason, you know, it sucks to be Mason Mount at the same time because you've got Hakim Ziek and possibly Kai Havertz coming in.
0: That's a big oof. But, I'm sorry, as good as Mason Mount is, he's not beating Kai Havertz for a place on the starting 11. That's just not happening.
1: No, but he's done very well.
0: Oh, he's done, I'm saying he's done amazingly well and any other player coming in, he would have that starting spot. But Kai Havertz coming in, totally different story.
1: True. I think United's game against Leicester was a bit more... That was a bit of a nail-biter. I do, I think, <laughs> I do believe my exact words were, I'm that nervous, I could piss.
0: Yeah. Uh, I genuinely if, thought I go we the, if I go back through the WhatsApp messages, I'm pretty sure I'll find something to that effect. <laughs> But we were I mean, you were also were of- raging about how poorly they were playing. And, you know, what was it? Nil-nil up until the 71st minute, if I remember correctly.
1: Uh, see, it annoyed me, right? Because I was going out. I went around to mates that night. So I, watched, I sat through the first half. I put myself through a pensive first half. You know, walking <laughs> pace. Sideways balls. The fullbacks playing it sideways and back. and
0: They were basically both playing for a draw because they knew that, you know, playing for a draw was the way both teams would be or would have the best chance of making Champions League, obviously hoping for some help from Wolves, but it's still one of those things.
1: Yeah, true. It, it
0: It must have been infuriating to be on the edge of your seat thinking this is going to be a game where we have all to play for and they're just passing it side to side, but one mistake and we could be down.
1: Well, yeah, but... At the end of the day, you know, it was, it was the man that has changed our fortunes since he joined. It was his ball through to Martial which led to the, the tag team tackle from Wes Morgan and Johnny <laughs> Evans. You know, he put away the penalty. I said it before though, the man's got ice in his veins. In yeah, that okay, situation, you, to do yeah. that weird hop, skip and a jump penalty.
0: It's a bit arrogant almost no?
1: I mean it was it was a record-breaking 14th penalty of the season for United. That's actually
0: crazy.
1: Oh it's great because everyone else bitches and cries about it. <laughs> and I love reading it on Twitter. So if we get Jaden Sancho, who, who's won 10 penalties for Dortmund this season. Oof. <laughs> We're gonna You're gonna be a breaking your own penalty record in next season. Salty tears. <laughs> But, you know, it was- okay, but you,
0: here's the thing. You said, you said that up until then, Bruno Fernandes is one of the poorest United players on that pitch.
1: Oh God, he was terrible.
0: And yet the guy wins man of the match.
1: Yeah, I thought Victor Lindelof should have had that. He actually put in a really solid display for once.
0: <laughs> Unlike uh, the FA Cup semi-final.
1: Shush. We don't talk okay. about that. he gone.
0: True. Moving on to the relegation battle. Uh, That one was actually a lot more interesting.
1: Can I just mention one more thing? A man who hasn't scored or assisted in the Premier League all season comes on and in the 98th minute of the final game, Jesse Lingard finally scored and cost one unfortunate punter 400 quid.
0: I was about to say that one costs a couple of, not only one, I think it costs a couple of people uh, a good amount of money because I think one person put, you know, one pound on it. who could have gotten the 400 pound um, return out of it. And one person I think put a tenner on it and he's, he's cost two people a serious amount of money and he waited to the last minute of the last game of the season to do. So that's, I mean, that's almost a Greek tragedy.
1: Uh, I filed it under things you love to see. But yeah, let's talk relegation.
0: <laughs> it could have been a very, very exciting you know, couple of matches. And I still think it was. But I think the aftermath was what was more um, you know, amusing almost for anyone who isn't down there in that relegation battle, specifically who isn't a Bournemouth fan. Oh, on, don't. It's the fact that Villa stayed up because of Hawkeye missing a clear, clear goal in the first restart match after the corona um, break.
1: I mean, I was right. I was in the car with a Bournemouth fan at the time on the way to a, a mate's place. And he had five live on. <laughs> and they kept flicking between all the, all the grounds. And, all the, and at this time... Uh, Bournemouth were 3-1 up at Goodison Park against Everton, which in itself is ridiculous. Yeah. But it, it went to West Ham and he was like, oh, please, West Ham, He was like, Grealish, Grealish is on the ball. And then Greedish scored and I genuinely thought he was going to veer into a tree. <laughs> <laughs> I, honestly, it was... Of, for your life there. A lot there. of shouting, a lot of swearing and then it all went very quiet. And then, like 30 seconds later, Yarmolenko scored. So, it was more optimism.
0: But oh, that's just a, that is just a roller coaster ride for ninety minutes. That oh, I mean, I kid.
1: feel I feel really bad because Ryan listens to this, and my, he's actually, my condolences
0: to you, buddy.
1: He's actually one of the top listeners of it. Props for the support, oh, g- my boy. Good.
0: but good lad, good lad.
1: I felt really bad for him, but at the same but time, I, over the course of the season, you've got to say.
0: They deserve they're, that.
1: They're down there for a reason. That, whether Except that may be or him. not,
0: whether that may be or not, my condolences to you, Ryan. That is, uh, no one wants to see that. And that is just football taking your heart and ripping it to shreds right in front of your own eyes.
1: I mean, Watford as well. Sacking Nigel yeah. Pearson when they did. I mean, you I know, mean he's, as... as um, as Haven, you've got. What are you going to do in that position as caretaker?
0: Yeah, I mean, what, what was it? It was wasn't it? Um, was it Watford's manager who was at the, at, from the start of the season, who could have gotten a two million pound bonus if Watford stayed up? Correct me if I'm wrong, because I may have my information completely wrong on that.
1: Uh, I'm I, just
0: going off of some Instagram or Twitter.
1: I don't know statistic. about that. But utterly ridiculous decision from that board to sack Nigel I bet if I was Nigel Pearson I sat at home on the last day it pissed myself silly (laughs) I know that's really vindictive and really horrible
0: to be fair to be fair Arsenal almost blew a 3-0 lead
1: oh it's hilarious it just again displays the fact that Arsenal need defenders I mean there's been some talk and we'll talk Maybe a little bit more, maybe not, uh, about them going for Thomas Partey from Atletico Madrid.
0: Which was not a defender.
1: Yeah, but it's a defensive midfielder, which would shore up players, you know, yeah. waltzing through the middle of the park.
0: <laughs> I mean, I think they, they, they sort of just need another centre back because their centre backs. The, here's the thing about their centre backs is everyone says they're just shit outright. But I would say their center backs can be very good when they want to be. But the you know the operative word being when they want to be.
1: Well, I think Mikel Arteta started playing a back three when they defend a back five. He's taken notes from the Antonio Conte book of how to coach David Luiz. Because we yeah, spoke yeah. about this, I wouldn't be surprised if he called after him he <laughs> played Man City with David Luiz in the middle of a back three. He's got a defender either side of him. He's like. David, you stay there. You don't bomb forward. You stay in the middle. Yeah. And, you know, props. It was working. And then injuries. Yeah, it's... it's,
0: it's, (laughs) I mean, that is a perfect segue into the last bit for the uh, last Premier League match of the season. The mid-table snafus, if you will. Arsenal finishing with their lowest... Placing in the Premier League table since 1995 in eighth. That's a statistic in and of itself.
1: Again, I can't really say they don't deserve to be down there, really.
0: No, you can't. And also to rub salt in the wounds for all the Arsenal fans out there, you have again finished below Tottenham for the fourth year running. Sorry, but North London is not red.
1: I still argue Arsenal are the bigger team, though. And I hate the bigger Arsenal.
0: team and the bigger the bigger club in terms of history and the fact that they've actually won something, whereas Tottenham have just you know that's it. To get Compliment not, Spurs up. while
1: at the same time kicking them in the nuts. So like, yes, you finished above Arsenal four seasons in a row, but you still won Pistol.
0: That's the beauty of being a neutral fan. Being, uh, you don't get a trophy you know, for, trophy for being second top. place. Yeah. <laughs> No, but that's the beauty of being a neutral fan of the Premier League is that you get to kick everyone. It doesn't this matter is, who. This is true.
1: And I mean, you support Bayern, so no one can really come back at you and go, oh, well, yeah, you're shit.
0: And the only people who tried to rub anything in my oh, face yeah, are the Chelsea, Chelsea fans, fans with.
1: That's rubber. Sorry.
0: What? Do you want me to repeat Aguero? Oh, it's
1: fine. Uh, the 1999 Champions League final was on ITV4 last night in full and i did watch it all
0: see this is why i don't have itv or any any english tv channel for that matter
1: you're missing out we're showing the miracle of istanbul this evening
0: See, yeah, that's actually a good match to watch I for any neutral football that. fan i was about to say i think any even if you even if you do not like arsenal as billy does
1: uh, no, it's I mean Arsenal.
0: Um, oh. I mean Arsenal Liverpool. Jesus, Jesus I man. actually had Liverpool in my head. Don't ask why we're still talking about Arsenal. I was, I was, I was, I was also reminiscing about you know all the beatings Arsenal have had at the hands of Bayern. You know, wasn't it like seven
1: one? Although it was like ten no, three. No, something, no. two seasons. Ten two,
0: ten two on ten two on aggregate. Uh, our twenty seventeen season. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm oh, reminiscing can about it now. You know, put
1: another five past Chelsea.
0: I beg we do, because that, the only way we can ever, you know, get Chelsea back for that, and obviously the chances of the Champions League being played or the final being played at Stamford Bridge and Chelsea making it to that final and us being in that final again as well and us actually beating Chelsea in the next, I don't know, 20 years is very slim. So the only thing you can do is every time Bayern play Chelsea in the Champions League, we just thumped them, I don't know, 7 8 nil in aggregate. That's the only way you can keep coming back, and the problem is it'll never, it'll never equate to you know the pain of that nineteenth of May, twenty twelve. Anyways, moving on from my tears of the twenty twelve Champions League final Let's transfer news, transfer. we don't have that. Yeah, we don't have that much this this uh, this time well, around, do we?
1: You say that, but something's just flashed up. It was about five ten minutes ago on uh, Skype. For me, it's nothing concrete, but the talks between United and Dortmund uh, are continuing and all parties are growing increasingly confident a deal can be done. So personal terms isn't a problem. Yeah, I was about to say, personal terms um, I don't think is going to be the problem. It's the the overall fee and the structure. So Dortmund want 120 million euros. And the latest thing to come through says they want 100 up front, which I genuinely don't think we're prepared to offer. I think they'll be lucky if they get 90 up front and the rest in add-ons.
0: That's going to be a solid amount of add-ons though. I think you can expect that they're going to be at least 10 million if not 20 million or even 30 in well, add-ons. Uh, if... the,
1: the phrase being thrown around is achievable add-ons, so nothing like Ballon d'Or or Champions That's League. what I'm saying. <laughs> you know
0: I was about to say the add-ons will probably be like he starts 15 games next season or, or which he scores will 15 100% games happen or
1: something like that. So
0: uh, we'll see if he can score 15 goals in the Prem. Because uh, I mean, if he does that after the season, Bundesliga season he's had, that he's he's definitely moved into the rank of world class at that point.
1: Yeah, and if he more, isn't already, some more budgings that Dortmund are in talks with Leo over their midfielder Ikoné, who Leo value at 50. So you think obviously they're going to want a replacement for Sancho.
0: They're going to need a replacement for Sancho. I mean, here's a, this, this is the thing that's getting me about all the Bundesliga teams because now they're all going back, they're reverting back to the, you know, oh, as, as soon as someone makes an offer that is, you know, good enough, we're going to take it. You know, we're going we're gonna to take it and not, you know, try and keep our player. Because, I mean, we've just gone through, we, we just had a conversation about this the other day. It was looking at all the talents that are leaving the Bundesliga. You've got how that's most likely Sancho, most likely, Viana already done. Those are three of, like, the probably the main reasons why people watch the Bundesliga is to watch those players play. And they're all leaving.
1: Yeah, but then it's up to those teams to spend that money on other exciting players.
0: Yeah, but that's the thing. They never do. I know it's not as easy, but they never do. No one, ever, no one ever has the, you know, the balls to actually go and sign. If they make 100 mil off a player, they reinvest you know, 60 to 70 of that 100 mil into another top player. Why can't they just do that? I mean, yes, it's all down. Like it's, it also has to do with the amount of money that is running around in the Premier League versus the Bundesliga. But I still think that a club like Dortmund or Leipzig shouldn't be having to worry too much about the financials. And they should be worrying more about keeping their team in the top three, competing for the Bundes- and trying to compete for the Bundesliga title. Because right now, this isn't just me, from a Bayern fan standpoint, you know, talking about it. It's from a football standpoint. Bayern are just miles ahead of all Bundesliga teams, and there's just no denying that fact.
1: Well, that's because Bayern go out and buy, the, you know, they'll go out and they'll spend the money on the Leroy Sane's.
0: Yeah, but here's the, here's the thing. Um, and this is going to a topic that we will be discussing in future episodes at length, and that's the financial fair play/slash the money that big teams in Europe invest. And, um, Bayern's ex- another Bayern exec, Oliver Kahn, has actually um, given an interview with the Süddeutsche Zeitung in Germany. He said, Everyone wants or basically these financial fair play that, you know, they're good in theory, but they're not good in reality. And that leads to the clubs who at the end of the day actually abide by the rules to be looking, you know, like the dumb, like the dumb ones out of the whole lot because they're the only ones who are actually abiding by the rules and not, you know, skirting them and spending the money on the players to make the titles and the big money signings. And
1: it's almost a bit catch-22 because you know the minute Bayern broke those rules they would actually get penalized quite heavily
0: yeah that's the thing and I mean he also went on to say you know the team the, the top players move to the clubs that are going to offer them the most money and then people go and knock Bayern for not making the top money signings because at the end of the day I'm sorry but Bayern are probably the most level-headed or have the most level-headed execs when it comes to Signing players for their value. Given there are a couple of exceptions, obviously Lucas Hernandez is not really proven to be the 80 million signing that he is. But I think you'll be hard pressed to find people who who would get a Leroy Sané for 50 million, who would manage to get Lewandowski exactly for free, Nubu for free, um, you know, a bunch of players, Goratska for free. Like I'm sorry, anyone in that Bayern team, most likely right now. Who are in the starting eleven would go for above sixty to seventy million if they were if it were a Premier League club asking.
1: On the subject of executives, just one last yes. thing before we wrap up. Talk to me about is it Michel Zork from? Uh,
0: Michel Zork. Yeah, he's that, There have been rumors that United want to poach him as well as Sancho, and you, I think, put it as is like, "Huh, we'll have your talisman and your sporting director." See ya.
1: <laughs> it is sort of like, Which, kick them down and then keep kicking.
0: Yeah, but I, I, I'd say it's unlikely he'll leave for seeing out his 2022 contract. Because he, he, did it, he was actually thinking of not extending his 2021 contract. And when Corona hit, he was like, I'm not going to leave the club while they still might be rebuilding. So I'm going to extend my contract one extra year until you know, we're really safely out of the hole mess that Corona's going to leave.
1: Oh, that's very good of him. I mean, if I had my pick, I want Edwin van der Soe.
0: To oh. be the next sporting... <laughs> <game>. uh, <laughs> oh, sorry. I mean, f- it, fair enough. But uh, the, the thing is also, people are saying the reasoning for or behind that rumor is because United, Ed Woodward's impressed with Sox ability to you know get the talents, the talented young players, and make something out of it, and you know make a solid return, a a large sum of money out of a player that they bought for very little.
1: I imagine my surprise. I think only interested in the profit.
0: Yeah, but here's, I mean that that aside, I think that's a very dumb comparison to make because United and Dortmund are two very different clubs who have very very different environments. United
1: don't buy players to sell them on united by players
0: to make something out of the yeah, club
1: to make something i'm not saying exactly. don't make something but let's be honest they're not winning leagues anytime soon they're not gonna i mean win.
0: the same could be said of united but you know well yeah <laughs> <laughs> but no i know what you mean that it's someone still, like, like edwin
1: the... van der Sar, not only would it be like a, oh i love the man but the way he <laughs> the way he conducts his business. At Ajax, you look at that team they had when they reached the UCL semi-finals. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's one of those things. I don't know whether we desperately need one or not. But it would take transfer responsibility away from Ed Wood. And after those yeah, fans, I think,
0: yeah. I, th- I think that'd be house, that'd be a good thing.
1: Yeah, after those fans attacked his house, I think he's. More eager to stand, yeah, just, just maybe. I've said it before and I will say it again commercially and from a sponsorship standpoint, top, top draw, best at it. I mean, we've got our own noodle sponsor for fuck's sake.
0: <laughs> yeah, you've got from, a point
1: from a transfer standpoint. I think, shit, I think you need some. Well, I think you need someone <laughs> with a football brain, not. A money brain obviously van der saar yeah, definitely have that anyway to have done so well at ajax but yeah. he knows the club he knows football and let's be honest the type of players they're bringing in at ajax are very similar to the type of players that ollie wants to bring in at united
0: yeah yeah you got a point um moving on to a couple of the transfer rumors um that we've got nothing concrete but Bayern are being linked with Brozovic from Inter, which mm, I'm not really too keen on, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, um, as, a, as a possible replacement for Thiago, and Max Ahrens from Norwich City if they fi- fail to acquire Sergin- uh, Sergino Dest from Ajax, because Bayern are looking for a talented young player with, uh, with prospects to you know, back up Benjamin, uh, Benjamin Pavard?
1: Honestly, I said it to you. I think Max Ahrens is probably better than Pavard, or if he's not quite there, he will be. Like, having watched him for Norwich this season, him, uh, Ben Godfrey, the young centre-back, mm. have been two players to, to keep an eye on. I would say Emi Buendia and Todd Cantwell, but they've got red flags against them. For their, let's be frank, shit attitude. <laughs> so, but Norwich aren't in a position where they need to sell players. They're not financially screwed. Parachute payments for a couple of years. You know, you think yeah. bounce back up again, one to two years, like a West Brom.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, at the end of
1: the day, if Max Ahrens wants to leave and twenty million pounds comes in.
0: I don't think they're going to say no. I think it's very
1: difficult to say no.
0: Yeah. I mean, also, speaking of young, talented English players who are looking to leave Premier League clubs, Matty Longstaff is being linked to a move with or to uh, move to Schalke because he's only played two matches since the restart. And that is one of the reasons why he has not signed a contract extension yet.
1: The, the young ginger Geordie lad who scored two goals this season and both have been against United. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like he, it was his first start for Newcastle, scored the winner against us. He then made yeah, his first that's... start in ages when they played us at Christmas. Scores against us again. But
0: um, it's just it's just an example of hype going a little bit too far.
1: Yeah, I mean he was linked with. A load of teams like Sampdoria and Sassuolo from Syria. I said it to you it sh- like Matty Longstar, Weston McKenney if they can keep McKenney.
0: Yeah. I mean, sh- Shaka would be a good, yeah. Sh- Shaka wouldn't be a bad move for him either because they're right now in a rebuilding phase anyway. I was going to so say, that, you, you know, go to
1: a team that doesn't, who's already come out and said they don't expect much.
0: Exactly. For at least the
1: next couple seasons.
0: That would take the pressure off. Why no. not give
1: the the young lad a go?
0: Exactly. One last little rumor before we wrap up: Matthias Ginta from Borussia Mönchengladbach has apparently been on Atletico Madrid's transfer list. Uh, I thought it was a very interesting one, and I didn't, I couldn't believe it when it came out. But you know, Sky uh, Sports Germany have confirmed that the interest is there. Um, it's been pretty pretty quickly shut down by Manchester sporting director Max Ebel though, because he said they won't be selling any players um, due to the, the coronavirus and its effects.
1: Not only that, you think about how well that team did last season. Would you want to break that team up?
0: Especially when Matias Ginter has been, you know, in like the centerpiece to that back line.
1: Exactly. You wouldn't want to get rid of him. You wouldn't want to, wouldn't want to get rid of either uh, Taram or Player.
0: Yeah, exactly. I, I, that's why, I, I mean, I don't know how much store to set by that rumor, but I don't think it's a very, uh, I, think, I think that might be a little bit far-fetched.
1: Well, all we've got time for.
0: Sadly, there's been, there hasn't been much on the transfer list. But one thing we should say, little milestone, this has been episode 10. We stuck,
1: we stuck with it for 10 episodes. I'm proud of the commitment levels.
0: Exactly. Uh, we, we keep on going. We've got you know, a small group of listeners already. Thank you to the, to the loyal few. Even if it is few, hopefully it'll be more in the coming weeks. We will keep at it and be here, as always, in a week's time. Thank you so much from our side for listening. Keep calm and love the beautiful game.